NPR. Everybody has their favorite way of wasting time online. As a tech reporter, I'm always curious, where do you waste the most time? I actually, I like quit Facebook and Instagram like two years ago. So I really don't have like any social media that I regularly use. What do you do? Like read books? Are you an alien? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> I watch TV. I play some video games. That, by the way, is uh, NPR's tech reporter, Bobby Allen. And his favorite way of wasting time online is TikTok. I was just on TikTok before this interview and I was fed a really hilarious, this cat going up an, an escalator the wrong way. I mean, it's just <laughs> an endless feed of really, really entertaining, hilarious content. Yeah. You know who else finds TikTok entertaining slash hilarious? More than 100 million other people just in the U.S. We're talking a third of Americans. And so if all these people are really into TikTok, why is it that government officials on both sides of the aisle are saying that TikTok should be banned? This morning, Senator Bennett sent a letter to the CEOs of Apple and Alphabet requesting they take TikTok off the Apple and Google app stores immediately. So I was glad to see my colleagues in the Senate pass in unanimous fashion yeah. a ban of TikTok on government devices. I think we should do the same in the House and expand that uh, yeah. ban nationally. You have Republican congresspeople calling TikTok digital fentanyl. I mean, the rhetoric is just through the roof, and it's a PR nightmare for them. This is The Indicator from Planet Money. I'm Adrian Ma. It's not just officials at the federal level, but also some at the state and city levels who say they're worried about what this Chinese company could be doing with American users' data. So, is there anything to that fear? We'll talk about that claim on today's show, and also the extraordinary steps the company is taking to try and fend off its critics. They include a multi-billion dollar gambit called Project Texas. Support for NPR and the following message come from Fisher Investments. SVP Judy Abrams shares how their fiduciary duty comes to life while helping clients plan for retirement. As a fiduciary... We must make decisions in our clients' best interest. So we work with them in consultation to be on a glide path so when they want the option to retire, that portfolio is still going to keep working for them at this stage of life. Learn more at FisherInvestments.com. Investing in securities involves the risk of loss. So Bobby, as you have said, TikTok is facing a ton of scrutiny right now. Some lawmakers are saying they think the company should be banned entirely from the U.S. What is their big concern here? So TikTok collects a lot of data, as do all social media apps. So it's not really a matter of data collection. It's about the custody of that data and what it's being used for. And the big fear is that the Chinese government could sort of get its paws on this data, analyze it, and then influence what we're seeing on the app, maybe start a disinformation campaign around an election, maybe use it to sort of track the whereabouts of federal employees and blackmail them. Right. And this is not like a totally unimaginable scenario, right? Because the, the Chinese government does have the power to request data from Chinese-based companies, which TikTok is. 
But what TikTok always says is, look, we never have gotten a request from the Chinese government for Americans' data. If we did get a request, we would say no. But there's no way to really sort of prove that because China experts always tell me, well, that's exactly what the Chinese Communist Party would want TikTok to say. You know, they could be handing over all of Bobby Allen's data right now. They could be analyzing <laughs> as we speak. And if I ask TikTok, have you done this? They would say absolutely not because that's what the Chinese government would want them to say. So they're really in a tricky, tricky position here because there is no sort of bulletproof evidence that this is happening. Um, at the same time, you know, there are real concerns that it could happen. And there's just there's just no way to prove it either way. And, and into that vacuum comes a lot of grandstanding, a lot of excitement, a lot of fears um, you hear in Washington. And it's not just Republicans. Like, it's sort of politically expedient right now to be like, I am being really tough on China. I'm going after this country. And to a certain degree, Adrian, I mean, TikTok is getting caught up in those sort of headwinds. Okay. All right. So what is the company doing then to try and alleviate some of this concern that is swirling around it? So um, TikTok invited me and a couple dozen journalists to their headquarters outside of Los Angeles. And it's important to note that they've never done this before. They've been a very, very secretive company. They would never bring journalists into their offices for interviews or a tour. So they did. And we roll up and we see the colorful couches. We see the neon signs. We see the TikTok engineers shuffling in the hallways, holding their salads, you know, around lunchtime. So like a pretty typical tech company vibe so far? Yeah, tech company vibe. Um, so we all go in and we're being led by a TikTok employee who is surrounded by these kind of like flashy touch screens. We're watching TikTok videos. Um, it basically felt like a children's museum, honestly. <laughs> it was like all of these like big interactive screens. You could play around and see TikTok videos. You can like sit down and be a content moderator for a day. Uh -huh. You could like see little snippets of source code. I'm not an engineer, so a snippet of source code means absolutely nothing to me. That is pretty funny. I'm actually now picturing like every kid's museum I've been into. It's I guess that wasn't the most informative part of the tour. Were you going to say there was more to the day, though? Yeah, no, absolutely. So I think the most illuminating part of this experience was when we were brought into a room, sat down, and top TikTok executives gave us presentations and told us about this thing they're calling Project Texas. And it gets its name from the fact that Oracle, the huge American software company, is based in Texas. And basically what they're doing is moving all of Americans' data to the U.S. They created a separate entity called U.S. Data Security. It's a it's sort of a little on the nose, isn't it, that they're calling their new entity U.S. Data Security? <laughs> no spies in here. <laughs> exactly, right, right. And they're doing this as a way of, of trying to tell Americans, look, we, are, we still have this corporate parent company in China, but now we have a separate entity. All of Americans' data is in the U.S., and there's a, they're, they're siloed off from China completely. There's a strict firewall. Okay, before we keep going, just help me visualize... Like, Project Texas still seems a little abstract. Can you tell me, like, what is it that they're building and, like, what would happen from there? Yeah, I mean, it's on the cloud, right? So it's not like they're, they're building, like, a new facility and they're going to have, not like, 18-wheelers, um, you know, truck all of our data over to this <laughs> warehouse. You're telling me this is not how, this is not how the Internet works? Right. It's, it's not a very compelling visual. I mean, it's literally the process of moving a mass amount of data from one server to the next, all of Americans' data. And this is such a Herculean undertaking that it's not like select all, drag to the recycle bin on your desktop, right? I mean, th this is something that would literally take months or years to accomplish. I mean, we're talking about 
the data of a of a hundred million people. But look at it from TikTok's perspective. They are literally in the grip of an existential crisis. Like they are facing complete extinction in the U.S. or satisfying all of these national security concerns. What do experts think of this plan? I mean, the national security experts I've talked to who know China, know TikTok really well, most of them say this is a pretty above board plan that, you know, there's so many checks and balances that are spelled out here. Not only is Oracle going to be the one that holds the keys to the data, but there's also an independent board that's sort of going to be doing periodical monitoring and audits. Um, I would say most experts who've looked at it are satisfied. So has anything like this ever been done before? Because it, it sounds kind of wacky. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that anything has ever been done quite like this, but there hasn't ever been a, a China-based social media app that has gone, um, that has gotten this big. So yeah, there's not a lot of, there's really no other example to point to to be like, oh, well, they did it this way for this company. So that gives us some kind of blueprint for how it might go this time, like totally reinventing the wheel here. Um, and, and as they're, they're trying to like settle everyone's fears and alleviate all these concerns, there's states that are banning TikTok from the devices, from their from their work phones of government employees. Um, Congress has bills being proposed to shut TikTok down completely. All right. So given that is the state of things up until this point, what what can we expect to happen next? The thing that they're waiting for is approval from uh, this national security panel led by the Treasury Department that's now examining TikTok. And they're trying to figure out whether they feel... Um, satisfied with some of these assurances that TikTok has provided, or they're going to say, no. I mean, a real possibility here is that they make TikTok sever all ties in the U.S., and that's going to be a complete mess. It's going to trigger a tsunami of litigation. China is going to get really, really upset about this. I mean, it's going to be a, a total disaster, but it's possible. I mean, that's on the table. So the next thing to look out for is, is this going to be approved? Is it not? And if not, TikTok is in for a wild ride. That's NPR tech reporter Bobby Allen. This episode of The Indicator was produced by Audrey Dilling and engineered by Catherine Silva. Sierra Juarez checked the facts. Viet Le is our senior producer. Cake and Cannon edits the show. And The Indicator is a production of NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com slash switch. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com slash switch. Jasmine Morris here from the StoryCorps podcast. Our latest season is called My Way. Stories of people who found a rhythm all their own and marched to it throughout their lives. Consequences and other people's opinions be damned. You won't believe the courage and audacity in these stories. Hear them on the StoryCorps podcast from NPR. NPR.